This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, we're, we're, we've been on a series about the Holy Spirit. We know that God is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, three in one. And, uh, and really, God wants us walking with Him. Do you believe that today? And see, we're, not, we're never meant to do this Christian life on our own. I'm going to say that again. You're not meant, you can't do it. I'm going to say this. You can't do the Christian life on your own. You have to have God empowering you. Is that right? And I'm telling you because it's when we try, when we try to do things in our own strength and in our own power, that's when we get burned out. But we have to rely. Say, I'm relying on God. Somebody say, God, you are the strength of my life. Amen. So we got to believe that today. So we're talking about uh, fellowshipping and walking with God. And, 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 and we're, we're in a series where God uh, wants to give us gifts. Uh, He wants us actually walking in the giftings. He's already given it to us. He's given us the gift of the Holy Spirit, Jesus' baptism. We're going to talk about that a little bit today. But but, but let's just look at uh, John 14, 12. And this is an astonishment saying, and I've been talking about this uh, through the weeks. But this is Jesus, and Jesus is saying this, Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me... The works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. And that isn't, you know, that, that, that saying that Jesus just said um, should blow you out of, the, out, out of the water, because Jesus did some awesome works. You know, Jesus, you know, walked on the water, but of course we know Peter walked on the water too. In other words, I, I, I really believe that, that Jesus was raising his disciples up to, to, to reveal to them that they can do what he could do. And now he's saying that, that, that we are his disciples and we can do greater works. Amen. And so I love that. I, I love this in John 16 because I, I really believe this. And we've been talking about the gifts of the spirit and we're talking about that God wants to endow the church with gifts uh, of the Spirit to really to, to build the body of Christ up. But not only that, but to reveal to people that don't know God that God is real. And really, when, when, we, when we start operating in some of these giftings outside of the church, out in the marketplace, out where we work at... And God starts working with us. I'm telling you, people are going to see God in a different light. And so, and so I love this because I really believe that these two scriptures are pinnacle scriptures in, in walking in the gifts of the Spirit. This one right here, John 16, 13 through 15. This is Jesus speaking. He says, however, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I thank God that God will guide us into all truth. Have you ever been in an area of your life where you've been confused? Have you ever been in an area of life where you didn't know where to turn? Have you ever been in a place where you just didn't have the answers? 
You know, there's a devil out here. And what is his whole goal? His whole goal is to, yes, still kill and destroy. But his goal is to deceive people. And the devil wants to deceive us into thinking a lot of times as Christians, especially when we're in the valley. Is anybody listening to what I'm talking about? When we're in the test or the trial, a lot of times when we're in these tests and trials, the enemy will want to make us think that we're on our own. You're not on your own this morning. God is with you and God is for you. And here's a great revelation. God is in you, the hope of glory. Can, can I say it again? God is for you. God is with you. And God is in you, the hope of glory. I love that. Because I really believe that God wants to, you know, the Bible says, there, there's a scripture that says, in him we live, in him we move, and in him we have our being. Have you ever heard that? There used to be a song uh, that I used to listen to years ago when I first got saved. It goes, in him we live. And move and have our being in him we live and move and have our being. Make a joyful noise. <laughs> Sing unto the Lord. Tell him all your love. Dance before him. Man, Pastor, you're free. <laughs> Oh, man. Could you come up here and sing, man? I, I'm thinking about taking singing lessons. What do you think? <laughs> so anyway, I'm telling you, when you start walking with God, God is not religious. God is not stuffy. God is not. Oh, you listen to what I'm saying to you today. God is a lot of fun. The Holy Spirit wants us having fun. Are you listening? I'm telling you, God is not trying to get us conformed into a bunch of rules and regulations. You know, there's only two commandments that Jesus really gave the church. Yes, there is the Ten Commandments, and I'm not discarding that. But the two commandments is to love God, what? With all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And what's the second? I'm working on the second, by the way. Love your... Anybody working on the second command? Love your neighbor as yourself, pastor. Oh, man, I'm working on that. That's like a lifetime will work. You know what I'm talking about? Loving those that are unlovely. So, I mean, that's that's. And then Jesus says, love those that are your enemies. Love those that when you loan them money, love them enough not even to ask for it back. Pastor, are you here? I mean, in other words, the Bible says if you even loan money, you might as well forget about getting it back. That will keep the offense out of you. Are you here? That will keep you from being offended. Hallelujah. And so if we're going to walk in the spirit of God, if we're going to walk in the gifts of God, we're going to have to walk in the love of God. We're going to have to pursue love and walk in that love because I'm telling you, you can operate in a gift, but you can get really prideful if God gives you a gift to operate in. So you've got to temper that with the love of God. Amen. Somebody say this. It's not about me. It's about Jesus. So whenever we're operating in spiritual gifts, it's about us pointing to Jesus and saying that Jesus is the great one. Amen. And so here he says, when the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into 
all truth, for he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. Uh, you know, listen, God is all-knowing. Can I say it again? God knows everything, but what's so awesome about God, he just doesn't know just what is happening today and the past. He even knows the future. God knows the future better than we know our past. And so, so I, what I'm trying to encourage you, I'm trying to encourage you to walk with God because, he, because when we start walking with God, we will tap in to an all-knowing God that will reveal things to come. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? In other words, God, he wants to... Listen, this, these two scriptures are so awesome because I'm guaranteeing you, you know, we, we're, I'm talking about praying for the gifts of the Spirit and operation, but this right here guarantees that we can walk in the best gift, the word of wisdom. Amen. And uh, the word of wisdom is a knowing of the future. It's God revealing truth about the future for our lives. Hey, man, I thought I was going to get a better amen on that. Listen, he said that when the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit comes, he will, uh, he, uh, will speak, he will tell you things to come. So that's a promise. Jesus promised that the Holy Spirit will tell us things to come and you can bank on it. Amen. Now, don't be asking him about the lotto numbers, okay? Don't. God, what, what is the lucky not? Don't, because I, I don't think God operates that way. <laughs> Amen. He might tell you to start giving into the offering. Though. Okay, we won't go there. <laughs> he might tell you give an offering, so into the kingdom of God, and then he will open the windows of heaven. Amen. No, what's the lotto? If I win the lotto, I'll give big back to God. If you're not giving to God now, you won't give big when, you, okay, we won't. It's Bible. <laughs> Bible says if you can't if you can't be faithful in the small things and tithing is a small tiny thing then you can't be faithful in the big things. Okay, I'm stepping on somebody's toes today. Amen. Now look at this and he says he will uh, look at this. Um, let me go back up, back to John 16. Let's re- read it again. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you to all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come, and he will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take a mine and declare it to you. That is awesome. So, so, so all things that the, you know, Jesus said, all things that the Father has, Jesus said, I have. Ooh, man. And all things that Jesus has, I have. Are you listening to one? Boy, this is pretty deep, <laughs> Pastor. Listen, you've got to know who you are in Christ, what you have in Christ, and what you can do in him. And the devil wants us to, to stay naturally minded. He wants us to stay in a natural mindset. But we, we need to get heavily minded. There's an there's old saying, you're, you're so heavily minded, you're no earthly good. Have you ever heard that? That's not scriptural. <laughs> as a matter of fact, we should be thinking on things uh, on, high, on a higher plane and a higher level. Amen. We should be, th- Jesus always thought spiritual. He was always thinking. He wasn't thinking on a natural plane because, you know, he would talk and we'd say things. And, and even the disciples would be like, what is he saying? 
Why? Because he was in a higher plane. Amen. So let's look at 1 Corinthians 12, 1. It says, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. And so really, we don't want to be ignorant of how the spiritual gifts operate. So that's why we're studying them today. Uh, or that's why we're studying for the past three weeks, because I want you guys operating in the greater gifts. And so it says here uh, in 1 Corinthians 12, 31, and Paul is exhorting the church. He's saying, earnestly desire the best gifts. And then, it, and then he goes, and, and then again, I show you a more excellent way, which is walking in love. And, and the next chapter, chapter uh, 13, is walking in love. And so, and so we see this, that we need to earnestly desire. Listen, you're not going to walk in the giftings and the power of God unless you're asking for them. Unless you have a desire for them. And it's not so you can look all great. It's not so you can be lifted up. It's to really to minister to other people. And when we have a right heart attitude, God will use us in these giftings. Not only that, some of these giftings will work to enhance our own lives. Oh, you listen to what I'm saying to you today. And so, so here, I love this. Because the reason why I'm ministering, because you need to have faith and believe that, listen, I, I, I don't know about you, but I don't want to be caught off guard. As a Christian, I don't want to be just side blinded. Something just happened and I had no idea what was going on. I, I like the idea that God is revealing things to me, warning, giving, leading me, opening doors of my eyes to see truth. And, you know, I don't want to be a blind Christian. I want to be a Christian that will be able to see into the spiritual realm. I want to know where I'm at in God and where God is taking me. See, there's a lot of Christians, they don't even know where they're at in God. Oh, oh man, I'm stepping on something. See, there's a lot of Christians in the body of Christ don't even know where they are at in God. And then they don't know what God wants them to do. And they're living their life really a, 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 a natural life without really having the supernatural involved. And I want God super on my natural. I want God to reveal things to me. I, I want him to open my eyes to truth. You know, uh, this one lady had a daughter that was going to another city and, uh, and she was supposed to call her mom. And uh, she, she went to the city and she never called and, they, and she never ended up in the places she was supposed to. And her mom thought she got abducted. And she was all frantic and upset and all that. And, 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 the, and she came to the pastor and, and the pastor believed in the gifts of the spirit. So he started praying and the Lord revealed to the pastor that she got on the wrong bus. You want a pastor that can hear from God. And she was frantic. She's like, oh, she's got abducted. She's, she's, oh, you hear what I'm saying? Do you know how the devil works on your mind? The devil will try to put fear, doubt, and unbelief on you about your family. No, no, give it to God. But I'm telling you, the the, the pastor said, no, I got a word from God. She went onto a different bus. And you know what? A day later, she called and said, mom, I got on a different bus. 
What am I saying? What I'm saying to you is it's nice to be able to operate in some gifts to hear from God because it can save you a lot of heartache. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? See, listen, I believe God is raising up a spiritual church. And see, you're just not in it. You may look around and say, is God really doing anything in this place? No, he's doing something in you and he's doing something in me. And it only takes a few of us to turn the world upside down. And once we get a revelation of who we are, this little church can turn Virginia Beach upside down. You believe that? See, God, God is in small numbers. He's in big, but he's also in the small. See, Israel was a small uh, people. It wasn't a lot, you know. And, and, but God is in the small to demonstrate his greatness. Remember Gideon? Remember, they started off, I believe, at 30,000, and, and, and God said, too big. Then they went down to 10,000, too big. Then they finally said, you know, uh, uh, it whittled down to 300 people. Have you ever seen the movie 300? It has no connection. But, um, <laughs> oh yeah, I saw the movie 300. It has no connection with that, but it, it's a good title for my, but anyway, we'll continue. And, uh, so what am I saying today? I'm saying that God wants us walking with him. He wants us talking with him. He wants us having a living relationship, not, not just religion. Jesus hates religion. He hated religion. He hated the idea of what religion does and binds people up. But really, God is all about relationship. He's all about revealing truth to us. Really, God wants to give you the desires of your heart. I thought God wants to take something away from me. Have you read John 3, 16 in a while? John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he took from you. No, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. God is a giver. He's not a taker. He's not a thief. He's a giver. He wants to give you life. Jesus said, I give you life and give it to you what? More abundantly. I tell you, when I'm praying every day, I say, thank you, Lord, for the gift of life. Thank you for the abundant life of Jesus Christ. Every day I say that to him. Almost every day. Thank you for that abundant life of Jesus Christ flowing to me. The same uh, spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in me. Thank you that I'm not under the law of sin and death. Thank you that I'm under the law of life in Christ Jesus. And that law of life in Christ Jesus is greater than the law of sin and death that's trying to drag my soul to hell. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Where sin abounds, grace abounds much more. And the enemy may be pulling on you to quit, pulling on you to throw in the towel, pulling on you. No, you can't quit. Why? Because you got the greater one on inside of you that won't let you quit. How do you know that, Pastor? Because I've tried. And I'm still here. Oh, you listen to what I'm saying to you today. The greater one. Somebody say the greater one is in me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. You need to start making some bold decrees. Because the devil is all constantly speaking, constantly putting garbage in our heads. 
And you got to learn to cast down those imaginations and speak God's word. When, it, when Jesus was in the wilderness and the devil came to him and said, if you be the son of God, turn these stones. And, and Jesus said, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And then the devil kept hitting him and the devil kept hitting Jesus. And finally, Jesus passed every test. How did he do it? By quoting the word of God. And the only way you're going to overcome your test, your trial, you better speak some word and allow God's word to work in your lives. I'm not losing. I'm not a loser. I'm a winner. I'm more than a conqueror. Regardless of what it looks like. Somebody say, I walk by faith and not by sight. Glory to God. Doesn't matter what your bank account looks like. But pastor, I've been tithing for three weeks. I haven't seen any changes. Keep tithing. Keep standing. Glory to God. Amen. So we're talking about the gifts of the spirit here. So in 1 Corinthians 12 uh, through 11... It says here, there are diversities of gifts with the same spirit. There are differences of ministries with the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it's the same God who works in all and all. But the manifestation of the spirit is to give to each one for the profit of all. So, the, so, so he's saying the manifestation of the spirit. So these gifts are given to us by the Holy Spirit. And it's as the Holy Spirit wills. And so he goes into this list of gifts. I'm not going to read them. But I'm just going to paraphrase what these gifts are. And they are in three categories. Uh, the first category is the revelation gifts. And these gifts reveal something. And really, the number one revelation gift is the word of wisdom. And the word of wisdom is God revealing the truth of the future to you. So the word of wisdom is not just for you. God's showing you something. But the word of wisdom is designed to help somebody else or to direct them into a place where they can move closer to where God wants them to get to. So, so the word of wisdom can be used and, that, and, and, and to, 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 to reveal the truth of the future. And this is a key because God can give you a word of wisdom and that thing that may, it may be a warning or maybe something that God may want you to move into like a ministry calling. And if there's a warning, you may be able to change what God reveals to you in the future. In other words, it may be something that might be a neg- maybe somebody get in a car accident and God may reveal it to us through a word of wisdom. And we can pray and stand for that person and that person can uh, then it can change the future for that person. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? The word of knowledge works the same way. This one lady. She, she, uh, her son went out uh, to go find a job and uh, she, he was an adopted son and, and she was a, a Christian sold out. And all of a sudden she felt the, the urge to pray for him. And she started uh, praying in that unknown language we talked about. And she didn't know how to pray, but the, the, she says, Lord, God, I'm going to pray for him. And she prayed and, and, and God moved on her and then she felt peace. And then he came back home four, three, four hours later, found a job. He, and, and, oh, she had a vision and she saw him going into this. I don't know if it was a strip club, something that was not good for a Christian to walk into. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Do I have to tell you that's not good? But anyway, um, and, and, and he walked in and he stood and he, and he was in that place for a couple seconds. He stood up and he walked out and he walked away. 
And then he went and came home. He said, Mom, I had a great victory today. I was able to, 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 to turn away from walking in sin. And she said, I got you that great victory. <laughs> what am I saying to you today? I'm telling you, listen, listen, uh, husbands, uh, wives, wives, pray for your husbands. Husbands, pray for your wives. Probably be a lot less men falling if, if, we, if the spouses would pray for their men and a lot less women falling if the, the husbands would pray for their spouses. Okay, I won't charge you that. We need to lift each other up because there's a bad devil out here trying to deceive people and trying to bring them on the broad road of destruction. Even Christians. That's why we got to walk in him. Amen. So we have the revelation gifts and that reveals something. And so and so there's three there. Praise God. The word of wisdom is supernatural word for the future designed to prepare people for future events and prepare us uh, of what's going to go down. And I like to be prepared. Amen. The word of knowledge is supernatural word predicting events in the present or the past knowledge designed to reveal to people that God is aware of their life. Amen. So a word of knowledge is God, God may give you a word of knowledge for somebody uh, just to reveal to that person that God knows that they exist. And it works well when you're witnessing to people. And so the word of knowledge can work hand in hand with, with gifts of healing because God can reveal something wrong with a person without them telling you they got a problem. Do you got a, a, a bad, or do you have a, you, you may get a, a word of, a word of uh, uh, knowledge can operate in a way where you can feel somebody's pain. It's not, and you, all of a sudden you got a pain. It may be in your back and, and you're with somebody and you said, do you got a back pain? And they say, yeah, how'd you know? Because you felt it. Wow. That's how it works. And the way you get the pain off your back, you pray for that person. Now, I'm just kind of sure to tell you how some of this stuff works. Because something like, you, you, what's the word? They give, God gives you a word and tells you what's wrong. Yeah, he can. He can tell you uh, uh, bad uh, back pain. He could give you a word in your mind, a thought. But also, he can actually give you a feeling of what the person's going through. Amen. Amen. So I'm just kind of giving you some, some working knowledge of how some of this works. Um, uh, uh, you got uh, discerning of spirits, and that gives us the uh, ability to see into the spirit realm. Uh, this one person, pr- this one pastor was praying, and for some reason things weren't going well in his church, and he was praying, and all of a sudden he saw a demon up in the rafters in his church. And so he saw that, and he commanded that demon to leave his church. And it left. And everything cleared up. Now, I'm not saying everything is demonic and every, that all your problems is caused by de- demons, but a lot of them can be. One of the biggest lies that the devil has played on mankind is that the that, that devil doesn't exist. That he's not even around. He doesn't influence people. Look around. He influences people. He influences people to kill people. What just happened a couple weeks ago? Are you hearing what I'm saying? The devil is influencing people, but God is influencing people too for good. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So, so we need that gift to be able to see in the spiritual realm. And that really helps us to, to, to do what Jesus is calling us to do. Sometimes we may be called to cast out a demonic spirit out of a person. And God will reveal that to us. We may see it and we, and we pray for that person and get that person set free. Amen. 
Amen. Because in healing, it's two things. It can be organic or it could be a demonic spirit working on somebody. Amen. In pain and things of that nature. Amen. Glory to God. And so we got to get a revelation of that. Uh, I remember that the, the pastor was praying for this one. Pastor, pastor Hagen was praying for this one lady that had cancer and they were praying for her and she had breast cancer and she was dying and he prayed and the spirit of the Lord told, told him to stand in front of the bed and tell that spirit of cancer to leave that lady's body. And he did. And, 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 and he saw in the spirit room like a bat type creature fly off her body and go out the window. And you might say, oh, is that really true, pastor? Things of the spirit are more real than things of the natural. Just because you can't see it doesn't mean it exists. You may say, oh, pastor, you haven't seen your brain, have you? Are you sure you got one? No, I won't go there. I'm telling you, I'm telling you guys, I got a million of them. Amen. So. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? Just because you can't see something doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It does exist. I can't see radio waves or TV waves or whatever, but you can turn on your phone and it's working. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. So, so we need to get a revelation of that. And, and, uh, and so, uh, so you have the, uh, now we're going to talk about, uh, the power gifts and the power gifts. I'm just kind of going over this just try, try, and I'm going to get done quick. But the power gifts, you got the gift of faith and the get, gift of faith. It give, God gives you the ability to speak something and it happens. God does all the work. You speak to the storm and it ceases. It's a gift. It's a supernatural faith that, you know, it's going to happen no matter what you speak and it happens. You don't have to kind of, you know, you know, psych yourself up. I, I hope it happens. I hope it happens. No, you know, without a shadow of doubt, when you speak, it happens. Jesus, when he spoke to the fig tree, he said, no man eat fruit of you forever. And that tree dried up from the roots the very next day. That was a gift of faith in operation. He spoke it. A gift of faith is Jesus sleeping in the, in the boat when a storm was coming and he was sound asleep and he wasn't bothered by it. In other words, you can walk in the gift of faith when all hell is breaking loose in your life and things are not going right and things are going down the toilet and you can still walk in a gift of faith and have peace in the midst of the storms. And that's what kind of faith I want to walk in. Sometimes I gotta psych myself up for it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you hear what? You, anybody ever try to psych yourself up, man? The gift of faith. Somebody say, God, give me the gift of faith. Amen. And then we got working of miracles. And that's something that we actually do in our own ability. In other words, like Samson tearing up that lion. He, God moved on him. Samson killing a thousand people. God moved on. He, he worked with man and it, we're working the miracle. Amen. And I love that because because working of miracles and also the gift of faith can operate in different areas. Working of miracles, not only in healing, but in provision. In other words, you might need a financial breakthrough. And the gift of working of miracles, God can move and give you a financial breakthrough. Somebody say breakthrough. 
Amen. And then, and then you, you have, you know, the gifts of healings. And, and that's basically just for, for healing people. And you could probably work in healing animals too. Amen. Glory to God. You can pray for an animal. We've done it. And we've seen God heal animals. So uh, nothing beyond God's ability. Why? Why would, God, why would God heal somebody's animal? Because God loves you. And he loves you so much. He doesn't want you hurting. And he's willing to t- extend his power to heal your animal. My, I, my dog had Parvo one time. And Parvo was a killing. And, and this was many years ago. And Pastor Joe I said, my dog has Parvo. And it, it doesn't have much to live. He said, we'll pray and the dog will live and not die. And declare the works of the Lord. Jesus! <coughs> you know. That's the best I have. But anyway. And he lived. And it was amazing. And the, do- and the, and the, uh, the, the doctor uh, the, was, was shot because it was a death sentence. Parvo was a death sentence to dogs. Amen? And so now we're talking about the gifts of, of, uh, of prophecy, the gifts uh, of speaking in tongues. And we're talking about uh, 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 interpreting your tongues. Glory to God. And this is called the inspirational gifts. And just the, the, the natural gift of prophecy is, 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 is um, that we all can basically flow in as believers. Uh, it's basically more of encouragement. So God wants to encourage us. So when we yield to God, it's a supernatural uh, 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 word from God to encourage somebody or to encourage the body of Christ. So, so God can move on us to encourage us for exhortation, edification, and comfort. So if somebody's coming to you and they're operating the gift, they're saying you're going to die next week because you sinned last week. Um, you know, you know, you got to be careful with that. Amen. In other words, God wants to encourage us. Amen. And so it, it, it's to encourage the body. And so we're going to look at this because I think people, they get, they get a couple things mixed up. Um, with your prayer language uh, of tongues that God gives a believer when you get saved, talking about in Acts 2, and the gifting of tongues for an assembly of believers to reveal something to the believers. So, so the, the prayer language of tongues is different than the gift of tongues that God gives, uh, that the Holy Spirit will give unto somebody indiscriminately to, to help the body of Christ, to reveal something. To the body of Christ. So we got to get a revelation of that. Now let's look at 1 Corinthians 14, 1 and 5. It says here, pursue love and desire. See, there he goes again. Desire spiritual gifts. He says it at the end of the chapter and he says it at the very beginning of the chapter. Listen, if tongues wasn't that important, why would there be a whole chapter in the Bible about it? Okay. Just wanted you to think about that. Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. So, so he's saying here, Paul's saying that you should desire to, for God to use you to, to, to prophesy. For, he's, for he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God, for no one understands him. Now, let me just, let me just say this. For he who speaks in, in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. So right here, this, this right here is our prayer spiritual language. 
When we're praying, we're speaking under God. When God gives us that language, and that is really designed for our devotional time, our time that we're spending with God. It's not really, our personal prayer language is not really to be out there in front of the church on, on Sunday morning. It's really for, it's an intimate prayer language in your prayer room. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And I'll explain that because Paul talks about that. So it's really designed for us not to be showing off our gift. Amen. It's for, it's for our relationship with God. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? For he who speaks in tongue does not speak to men, but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. So this says that when we're praying in the spirit, we're actually praying out mysteries. Amen. It's not a mystery to God, but it's a mystery to us. In other words, God wants to reveal to us what, what the future holds for us. And I remember when I was praying out, you guys know my story. You know, sometimes I think sometimes, listen, sometimes we can be so bent and going a certain way. We almost have to have God knock us in the head to tell us we're going the wrong way. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Sometimes we we think God could be in something, but he may be a million miles away. We may be on set to do something or, or do something with our life, but God may not even be in it. And so sometimes we can be so set. And I was set in staying in Oklahoma after I graduated from Bible school. I wasn't planning on coming back here, and I had no plans to be a pastor. So anyway, I, I thought that God was calling me just to be maybe an itinerant minister, a minister that goes in uh, uh, to churches, blow in, blow up, and blow out, and let the pastors clean the mess up. But anyway, but he, he, God didn't call me to do that. Maybe sometime down the road, but God didn't call me to do that. And so, and so, and so as I was praying and I was praying in that spiritual language, worshiping God, thanking God for the ministry I was going to set up in Oklahoma. God says, go back to Virginia B. I mean, it just came out of my mouth. Go back to Virginia B. I interpret my tongues. In other words, the tongues that I was speaking, English came out. It didn't, when you interpret your tongues, it's not that you're, you know what you're saying. It's all of a sudden your tongues will change to, to English words. Boy, Pastor, you're getting real deep here. I'm just trying to tell you how it works. It's not like you understand, because some of you sitting here that never done it, like, oh, how does that work? God gives you that interpretation, you know? No, when you're interpreting a message and somebody gives a message in tongues and you're interpreting, you're not understanding what they're saying. They're saying it, it's, it's, but when you give it out, it's by faith and you start speaking by faith and God gives you the words as you speak. And you're interpreting what was said in tongues in English for people to know what's going on. Are you hear what I'm saying today? So you're not actually, oh, yeah, I know exactly. And then, no, you step out and the same person that's stepping out in faith, speaking a tongue, is stepping out in faith, interpreting the tongue. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? Amen. Why am I saying this to you today? Because some of you will be flowing in it pretty soon. I'm saying that by faith. <laughs> Some of you will be flowing in this and you need to flow in it. Amen. That, that's what speaking in tongues is all about. It's flowing in the Holy Spirit. And so we need, to, we need to get a revelation of that. And so when we get a revelation of that, we'll be able to, to build the body of Christ up. Amen. So, so prophecy is really, prophecy can work by itself. It's the number one gift in the inspirational gifts because it doesn't have to have anything to work it. In other words, prophecy is God moving on a person to speak a prophetic word from, from, from the throne room of God. 
And so I could prophesy today if God gives me a prophecy and I, I don't have to have a tongue to interpret. I don't have to go through that. I could just speak directly from the throne room of God. That's what they did in the Old Testament. The prophets spoke. They were mouthpieces of God and they would speak as God moved on them. And the same thing with today. God can move on you to speak a word. Hello. Amen. And so God can move on you to speak a word and, and, and to prophesy and to speak a word. Amen. And it, normally it's a word of encouragement, edification and exhortation. That's just pure prophecy. And then you have uh, tongues and God does it different ways. I don't know why he does it all these ways. He does, it's God. He does. He, if he wants to do that and God can use a, a, a tongue, somebody gives a tongue and somebody can interpret that tongue. So it could take two people or one person can give out a tongue and then the next thing will interpret the tongue. That, that happens a lot when we're in prayer on Tuesdays. We're praying for the church. I will give out a tongue and I can interpret the tongue. Oh, you hear what I'm saying today? But it's all by faith. Amen. I, it's deep in here today. <laughs> That's gonna be, but listen, God wants us walking in these giftings. Why? Because listen, we don't serve a dead God. We don't serve a lifeless religion. No, we serve a living God that wants to be intimately involved in each one of our lives when our kids aren't doing well and we're praying and God gives us a word, my Lord, and we're able to change the destiny of our children by a word from God. I'm telling you, you're going to be glad that you're saved. You don't have to be in the dark in a, as a Christian. You don't have to fly blind, glory to God. You can walk this earth and God is leading you and guiding you, giving you gifts, glory to God, not only to help you navigate this life, but to help others and to keep others from moving in those paths of destruction. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? No, God has called you to be supernatural people. The Bible says you're new creations in Christ. All things are passed away. All things become new. Peter says in this way that we are partakers of the divine nature. Somebody say, I'm a partaker of the divine nature. Glory to God. We are partakers of the divine nature. And when God starts moving, when we, listen, when we start yielding ourselves to a holy God and we allow the holy God to, to, to work through us, I'm telling you, people will know that they were in the presence of Jesus. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? And God wants to move through us through prophecy. He wants to move through us through tongues and interpretation of tongues. He wants to do these things. And so we have to understand that there is a prayer language for our devotional time called tongues. And it's totally different. And you can operate that gift uh, without the Holy Spirit coming on you, giving you an unction. You can do it by will. And you say, well, where is that at, Pastor? Amen. Well, well Paul says, I pray in the Spirit and I, and I, and I pray my understanding. I, I sing in the Spirit and I sing in my understanding. So he's, who's doing it? Paul. He's saying, I'm praying by him. In other words, that's his spiritual gift in language that God has given us. And once we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we can pray out in the spirit for personal edification. It's building us up. 
Amen. And so, so really, the key to walking in all, a lot of these giftings is to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, first and for, foremost, and allow that Holy Spirit to, to fill you up so much where he gives you that gift of speaking in tongues. And from there, you start moving into other giftings. Some say that's the doorway to the other giftings of the Spirit. And so you have to be filled with the Spirit of God. Amen. So again, I'm just going to say this. Number one, that prayer language uh, that God gives us, it's really for a devotional gift. Amen. Not really designed for us to be praying our, our devotional gift out here in a general public. And Paul talks about that because if people come in and they hear you pr- praying in, in a language that they don't know anything about and they don't know anything about God, they'll think we're off a rocker. That's what Paul said. They think that we're kind of messed up. Amen. But if we're all believers, you know, we're all, and we all know what the, the gifts of tongues are, we can do that. In an assembly, but if there's somebody that comes in that doesn't know, then we want to be sensitive. Amen. And the Bible says, even if you have a tongue and nobody can interpret, then, then, then Paul says that you need to learn to stay still and not even give it out. Because some say, I can't help it, Pastor. I got to run around the room. You don't have to run around the room. I can't help it, Pastor. I got to look like a chicken and start flapping my wings. And, no, you can control yourself. Because there's churches out there that are going, Woo! that's the Holy Ghost. You know, and it may not be the Holy Ghost. Are, have you been in those churches? Are you here when I say that? You know, there's, we've got to have balance here. It's okay to run around every once in a while. But, but, it, but you do have control. Some people say, oh, I don't, want God, I don't want to get the Holy Spirit because I may not, God may jump on me. And sometime I might be in the bank and start prophesying. Yeah, well, it won't happen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Well, I just don't want to lose control. You know, we're, all, we're so afraid of losing control. Some of us might need to lose control every once in a while. We're so worried. Ah, I don't want to lose control. I don't want, I want to put my hands up in prayer, praise and worship. I'm just going to be. I'm just going. I'll be a watcher. I just watch everybody else worship God. You know, no, you got to learn to relax, enjoy God, flow with God, and let, allow him to flow through you, glory to God. I remember, listen, I got to close this down, but I remember, amen. I remember I, I, I was praying the Holy Ghost, and then, uh, then uh, uh, and the Holy Ghost will help you in prayer, in your prayer time. And I was praying, and all of a sudden, the Bible talks about that the Holy Spirit will help you pray out things that you don't know how to pray. And the Bible says that he'll work with us. And I was just doing my regular devotions, and that's why it's important to have devotion time. Hopefully in the morning, every morning, amen. Hey, listen, if you, if you want to keep sin out of your life, spend some time with God every morning, Amen. Because more of God, less sin. Less God, more sin. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so, and so I was spending my time. All of a sudden, I, I had this, this overwhelming, uh, you know, presence come on me. It felt like a coat that was draped over me. And I was in a place called groaning in the spirit. The Bible talks about travailing in the spirit. And it was as if, I, I don't know, I've never had a baby, but I could, it was as if I was having a baby, kind of. I was in, it wasn't really too... Um, Pleasant. It was actually sort of painful. And so, and so, but I was, I was like, this is new. This is something different. How do you know that was God? I don't know. I just went with it. I was hoping it was God. Amen. And, and, and so I was under this uh, anointing and I was groaning in the spirit. Probably lasted, I don't know, 
maybe a minute, two minutes, because it was a lot. Of, it was a lot of power on me. And then all of a sudden it lifted and I felt peace. And I felt the joy of God. I felt the love of God. And I found out my my nephew um, when this happened, got in a car accident the same day. And it was a head on accident. He wasn't wearing his seatbelt and he was able to stop him, himself supernaturally by putting his hands up on the glass and from keeping himself and he thought he was power man. You know, I, look what I did. I was able to, you know, prayers of the saints. Oh, you hear what I'm saying? He was, he, he, head on collision. I think it totaled his car. He wasn't hurt. He wasn't wearing a seatbelt. And the other driver wasn't hurt. What happens? God inter- Jesus intercedes. People think, oh, Jesus is up there interceding up in heaven. He's out there. The Bible says he's our intercessor, right? So we, we get this idea. Jesus is up in heaven interceding. Yeah. No, he intercedes through us. Amen. See, a lot of people don't realize that. He prays through us at different times. Oh, man, is this deep today? We, we think, oh, Jesus is up there in heaven praying for us. No, he prays through his body. We're his body. We're his hands and feet. It's like that song. God, I looked at all the travesty in the world. I looked at everything that was going on, all the bad things. Why don't you do something? And then the, the, the song, you know, the guy says, uh, the Lord says, I did. I have done something. I created you. I created you to do something. That's the reason why you're appalled about these things, because I created you to do something about the appalling things that are happening. How does evil, how does it continue to go on? It's good men, godly men doing nothing. That's how evil will prevail in our society. But when we get so fired up about God and we're so fired about serving him and we're so fired up about not allowing our flesh to to live our lives the way we want it. When we start living our lives for Christ and we give God everything, I'm telling you, he will give you everything. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? What I'm talking to you today is about being sold out to God. I remember I was in a, in, a, in a small little Bible meeting, and it was like maybe six people. The guy had a guitar, and we were worshiping. This was like a little, like a little house meeting. And all of a sudden, I'm there, and all of a sudden, I started speaking in an own tongue, but it wasn't my prayer language because an unction came on me, and I just went with it. And the other person, and then it was dead silent, and nobody said anything. And I thought, did I do something wrong? And then finally, another person said, I was supposed to interpret that. We're all new at it. We didn't know. This guy was new. I was new. I'd never done it before. And the guy said, and then the other person that was there leading said, well, do you still have it? He says, yeah. And he spoke it out. It was a word of encouragement from the Lord. And I remember leaving that meeting. I said, man, I walked in a gift. Glory to God. Man, I'm moving forward. Now, yeah. Glory to God. My first gift. Next. And then I remember that I was with a, 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 a lady that just got saved in our church. She was in the bars. She was, a, she was doing all kinds of things. And she got saved. But even if you get saved, do you know you still can have some dem- demonic oppression? Do you know you still can have some issues in your life even if you get saved? You know it's a process of being saved to get set free? 
And so she came in. She said, Pastor, I just have to give, my, give you my ties. She was brand new. And I said, okay, praise God. She came and gave me her ties. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, uh, the Spirit of the Lord came on me. And I, and I said to her, I said, I command, you know, I don't know if I spoke in tongues but, I, but maybe, I, maybe it was a gift of faith. I said, I command you that spirit to come out of you now. And, and all of a sudden she started shaking. She started coughing. She started dry heaving. And after it was done, she said, thank you, Pastor. What happened? I, I don't know. I, I didn't know that was going to happen. I just, but God moved through me. I was like, praise God, you're free. You know what that lady's doing today? She's street witnessing. She has a, her own ministry now. Oh, you listen to what I'm saying to you. I met her a couple years back later, and she's out street witnessing and ministering to the lost. She's productive. Oh, my gosh. How many people are bound up with unclean spirits that need them cast out so they can be free? Amen. Are you saying some Christians might have some spirits? Uh, yeah, they can. You open yourself up to sin. And Satan will accommodate you and some spirits will work in you. That's where we get addictions. You get this compulsive spirits will try to drive you to do the wrong things. And some of you don't have the willpower to break it off of you. That's why you need somebody that's a spiritual man that can pray for you and command that thing to be broken off your life. So you won't have to be struggling so much. God never, he never called us to struggle in our faith. We, it wasn't meant to be hard. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. It's supposed to be easy when you're walking with God. Is that right? It doesn't, it's supposed to be a war every day. It's hopefully when you're walking with God, you're getting up. Woo, glory to God. You're worshiping God. I'm telling you, your day should be like heaven on earth. It shouldn't be like hell on earth. It shouldn't be you fighting demons every day to keep from sinning. No. If that's the case, let me pray for you. Set you free. No, you have the dominance. All power and authority has been given to Jesus and he has given it to us. Why? So we can trample demons. We can trample serpents. We can trample them under our feet. You're not a victim today. You are a victor. Start stating in who you are in Christ. Start commanding that devil to get out of your life. Speak. Glory to God. Speak to the mountain. Gosh, I got to close this down. This one lady was hearing this pastor preach. And um, I love this minister, Norval Hayes. I'm this last story. And she and, and she he was preaching about speaking to the mountain, standing on the word of God. And she came to him afterwards. and She says, I don't believe your message. And he said, what do you mean you don't believe? I, I, she, he said, what part of the Bible you don't believe? She said, well, let me re- rephrase that. I just don't believe it works. And he said, well, why do you say that? And she said, because my my husband, I, I, me and my husband believed he was sick. He had cancer. We believed that, that he would live and not die. We believed that. He, and he still died. And he said, well, and and the spirit of the Lord spoke to him and said and said to 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 Norval. He said, she's on the wrong path. She's on the wrong road she, uh, of her thinking and took took took. Uh, he, he said, open your Bible. She opened up and he took, took her to Mark eleven twenty two. 22. And in Mark eleven twenty two, 22, it talks about Jesus speaking to the mountain. And he said, did your husband, did you ever speak to that cancer and tell it to go? She said, and she thought, we've never done that. 
See, see, you have authority. See, God has given us authority. Oh, oh, I was just praying that God would take it away. Well, in in retrospect, he has already taken it away 2,000 years ago because he's already paid for it. But we've got to accept our healing. But you have to bind the strong man. You have to, Jesus said, when you're praying, bind the strong man. In other words, you have to command, command that thing to leave your life. Amen. You have to do something. I have to do something. You have to do something. You have to start speaking to your mountains for your mountains to be cast into the sea. If it's depression, depression, I'm speaking to you right now. You will, I, you, no, you're getting out of my life. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. I will not be depressed. My, my sufficiency is in you, God. You are all I need, God. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? The enemy will work on you, depression or anger, all these negative emotions, and you don't have to have those emotions control you. No, you can control those emotions. You don't have to have any down days. Every day can be a glorious day in Jesus. Why? Because your name is written in the land's book of life. You, your sins are forgiven. They're washed in the blood of Jesus. You're in right standing with God. God loves you with an everlasting love. He has a great future for you. He just wants to walk with you and show it to you and help you accomplish all that he wants you to accomplish. You're not by yourself. You got the Holy Spirit with you today, and He's going to help you win in this life. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you for your mercies, for your goodness, and for your love. And I thank you, Father God, that you're not ra- that we're not ra- that I'm not raising up wimps in this church. We're raising up warriors that will know who they are, that will do great exploits. And Father God, I thank you as we seek you, delight in you. You will, you will move through us and, and, and we will become your people and we will do the greater exploits that you've called us to, to, to do, Lord. And I thank you for, you for the people here in this audience, those watching online. Listen, our God wants a relationship with you. He wants, he wants to walk with you. He wants to help you. And, and stop running from God. Now is the time to give God your life. And if that's you today, maybe you're running from God. Maybe you don't think God has anything for you. No, God has everything for you. And God can bless you more than you can do in yourself. The day that I got smart was the day when I realized God is smarter than me. And when I, when I started following God, I, I, I got the revelation. God is smarter than me. And he, he's more capable of running my life than myself. So you need to get that revelation. If you're ready to move forward in God, just pray this prayer after me and mean it in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification to make me right with God the Father. Heavenly Father, I repent of all sin and I receive you today. I receive your son Jesus And I thank you and ask you that you'd fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.